the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, of course, feels like the first time. This is from Farner's Jukebox Heroes, which was um, Nick Jones's um, way of re-recording everything that Farner had done with Lou Graham with their new lead singer, Kelly Hansen. Um, but why am I playing Farner as I welcome you to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast? Well, Farner announced last week that uh, next year it'll be the Feels Like the Last Time tour they are going on a good goodbye tour mick jones is uh finally retiring from the band he's the only original member left in the band and they are retiring uh from touring now what the other guys are going to do i have no idea uh but they'll no longer be foreigner now a lot of bands say this and then they keep going kiss has been on a farewell farewell tour for 10 years the scorpions more than that um so we'll see what happens uh but the last date of the of the tour is actually at PNC Bank Art Center. Tickets went on sale this past Friday, um, which happens to be Labor Day weekend next year. So, And it's a Sunday night, and I'm off the Monday, so I, it's one of those things. I've, I've seen Farner enough. They're touring with Loverboy. Um, so I don't know, maybe. I, I've seen Farner enough times. Maybe not. Maybe I won't go. But that's one of those shows where you might take a flyer because you know what? They're not going to be around anymore. And they've got some great hits, so there you go. Anyway, uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, on this program, we've got news and notes to get to, including a recap of my trip to San Diego, uh, where I was at last weekend, and had a wonderful time with my best friend. I mean, just, you know, listen, we've known each other close to 50 years, and it's, uh, you know, one of those things where we're like, yeah, this is, you know, good times. <laughs> well, we'll tell, I'll tell some stories. Uh, we'll talk all about the San Diego trip coming up in our next segment. However, in our third segment, in about 20 minutes from now, AJ, the lead beer tender at Epic Brewing at their Point Loma, San Diego location, is going to join me in an interview that I did do um, a week before, a week this past Friday uh, in San Diego while attending their beer week. Uh, how she got started in the beer business, the history of Epic, a lot more we'll talk about. 
And we'll chat all about that coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. Um, tickets go on sale for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival in just a couple of weeks, December 1st. Got to get in on it. That's just for the beer. June 3rd and 4th next year. If you haven't been to this event, you should make it a point to be there. It's always a good time. And you might run into me, so who knows? Then again, maybe you want to avoid me. <laughs> who knows? Um, mentioned this on last week's program, but it's worth re-mentioning. Uh, this coming Wednesday, November 23rd, the highly anticipated, long-awaited annual event, Dark Wednesday, takes place at all three Victory Tap Rooms. Uh, Wednesday, November 23rd, they're going to have three specialty beers in the lineup, Dark Velvet, an 8.7% Imperial Oatmeal Stout with tart cherries, a coffee blonde ale at 7%, blonde ale featuring Kahana Coffee, and Dark Thunderstorm King, a 9.1% Imperial Stout with coconut and coffee. They're pouring the limited releases. They'll also have other beers there as well. They're going to have a chef brunch with pairings, live music, spirits, and more. Our good friends from Flagship Brewing over on Staten Island, their Battle of the Bands is back uh, is ongoing right now. And for the next few weeks, every Friday night, uh, you can check out a couple of bands uh, competing against one another, and then one loses, one wins, moves on to the next round. The semifinals are December 9th. The champs will be crowned on December 16th. If you haven't been to Minthorn Street or on Staten Island, a short t- 10, 15-minute walk from the ferry or one stop on the uh, Staten Island Rapid Transit, you definitely want to uh, make your way over to Flagship Brewing. Uh, check out the bands, maybe walk up the street to Craft uh, to House where Killsborough Brewing is. It's a nice little enclave of two really good breweries that are on Staten Island. Uh, our friends from Echo Friendly Beer Maker uh, an- uh, had this story, and it's worth mentioning. Whaler's Brewing Company announced last month it'll be the first in the nation to roll out a new six-pack clip made entirely from recycled cardboard as it seeks to move away from the hard plastic can toppers made by PacTech. Whaler said it was starting with a trial period, uh, limiting the new top clip to a few shipped pallets of its flagship beer, Rise. If customer feedback on the new packaging is positive regarding its durability, the new clips will be expanded to the rest of the line. This is interesting because when I was at Epic uh, uh, the Friday before last, they had a a container for PacTech that you could bring back your PacTech and throw it in there and they would recycle it. But I've heard so many different stories that you can recycle it, you can't recycle it, and it sounds like it can't be recycled. I know that what ticket takes the black ones and the red ones, and what Tim does is he steams them at 180 degrees to sanitize them and then reuses them again. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, if this works, I wonder if this will be a new way uh, of being able to recycle um, the, uh, the the holders. So I think that's pretty cool. Recycled cardboard. The problem with the cardboard, it has to be, um, it has to be durable enough in case moisture gets in there. Because once you get moisture on cardboard, it it just degrades. So we'll see. Uh, our friends from Trogues Independent Brewing, they announced the release about a week and a half ago of Mad Elf Grand Cru. Limited director's cut of its iconic holiday ale, Mad Elf. Um, starts with chocolate, Munich and Pilsner malts. Features a large addition of local Pennsylvania wildflower honey. Fermented with the same spicy Belgian yeast strain as Mad Elf. Lends flavors of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. Um, Mad Elf, of course, features five different varieties of cherries. Grand Cru exclusively showcases Balaton cherries to impact notes to impart notes, excuse me, of tart pie filling. It clocks in at 11% ABV, same as Mad Elf, uh, but instead of a ruby red glow, Grand Cru pours a lovely deep burgundy. It is available in limited 375 milliliter bottles and on draft any everywhere. Trogue's beer is sold. Our friends from Rogue Ales and Spirits bringing back Mogul Madness. It's a winter ale, longtime favorite, featuring brand new graphics on the uh, on the can. 
It's a winter ale at 6.7%, yeah, 68 IBU. Uh, it'll be in six packs of 12-ounce cans draft and is available now until February. Anderson Valley Brewing Company, paying tribute to their legendary IPA, uh, which helped put them on the map with the release of their new West Coast IPA. It's now available nationwide, shipping out of Boonville. The West Coast IPA, as it is appropriately called, a 7.6% ABV. Uh, they took the classic West Coast IPA, gave it a haze-free, fresh, and modern hop profile with a solid backbone of malt and core bitterness. The beer balanced with lighter, fruitier hop aromas for an updated but unmistakably West Coast-style IPA. Sold in six-packs, 12-ounce cans, and is available in package and on draft nationally through select retailers uh, as of right now. So you can go and get that whenever you want. And then... Um, dropping uh, this past week and next week in all places around New, New Jersey and New York, our good friends from Ross Brewing, uh, All Rise Record Breaker Ale. It's a 6.2% double dry hopped, inspired by and in tribute to Aaron Judge, the true home run king, limited to just 99 cases, made with Citro Mosaic and Galaxy Hops. The beer explodes with tropical fruit notes, both hazy and juicy, in our opinion, is truly worthy of the man who hit 62 home runs. Uh, so, again, it's a, a, a juicy Northeast IPA bursting with uh, New England Northeast. New England IPA goes to show you what happens when you go on vacation. Bursting with tropical fruit flavors, 6.2% ABV, as I said, um, with a 6.2 SRM and a holographic foil collector's can. Very cool. Emblazoned with 62 baseballs, a beer that will make you stand up and cheer for sure. All rise. Here comes the judge. Again, limited to 99 cases from our good friends at Ross Brewing, which is really, really cool. And hopefully, I have to talk to John. Their brewery should be opening fairly soon. I know they're waiting for final permits uh, from the state of New Jersey, but they should be they should be getting open pretty soon. And I'm wondering if they if they do try to you know push it to get it in there in December, or maybe uh, wait until uh, the beginning of January. By the way, one other note before we take a break. Um, you know, one of my favorite places to go and eat and drinks, Paragon Tap and Table, right in my hometown of uh, Clark, New Jersey, exit 135, right off the Garden State Parkway. Um, My adopted hometown, originally from Staten Island. Anyway, um, we are doing an event with uh, Brewery Strong and um, I believe New Jersey Craft Beer um, Club um, with with, um, uh, Mike Kivowitz. I don't know why I'm forgetting people's names today. Anyway, um, we are doing an event on uh, January the 12th, which is a Thursday night, so right at the beginning of the, of the new year, over at Paragon Tap and Table, a dollar from every pint of New Jersey beer that is sold uh, will be donated directly to Brewery Strong, which is really cool. And if you're an NJCB member, you'll get 10% off of any food that you buy from Paragon Tap and Table, which is really cool. So again, proceeds going towards uh, Brewery Strong, a dollar off of every pint. We're going to have tons of Jersey beers. Uh, I think they're going to do all 20 taps will be Jersey beers, which is really cool. Um, but you want to come out, we'll answer questions, uh, we'll have some fun, it'll be a great way uh, to start off and kick off the new year. Um, doing good, helping out uh, this great organization that I'm happy to be uh, helping out, uh, Brewery Strong. We're hoping to give uh, some scholarships away next year uh, to people who want to continue their beer education. More details uh, as they come. When we come back after a short break, my recap of my trip in San Diego uh, last weekend, you want to stick around for it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And then later on, AJ, the lead a beer tender at Epic Brewing, is going to join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Everclear. Yeah, I know it's not San Diego, Santa Monica, whatever. It's California, folks. California, deal with it. Coming up in this segment here, we're going to talk all about my trip uh, to the beautiful land of San Diego. But how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and uh, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well. Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and the Hopped Up Network, of course, the good friends over at the Hopped Up Network uh, hosting this podcast version of the show along with a plethora of others uh, to download and listen to at your uh, leisure. And actually, I pulled up the wrong second segment uh, script that I had. And I thought I had downloaded it, but I guess I didn't. I thought I had it. Maybe I didn't put, you know what happened? I know what happened. I don't think I pulled it out of um, the, uh, you know, I download stuff and then I forget that it's in my download file. So I have to, um, I have to download it again and then pull it up. Uh, You know, these things happen. But anyway, um, coming up in just about 10 minutes, uh, AJ, the uh, lead bartender, uh, beer tender, excuse me, from Epic Brewing, is going to join us on the program. It was an interview that I did tape uh, at um, Epic Brewing uh, just a few weeks back. Yeah, see, that's what happened. I downloaded it into my, uh, my morning show, like this uh, download uh, file, and I never pulled it out of there. That's why. See? I am, ki- am kind of stupid sometimes. Anyway, AJ is going to join us in just a few minutes uh, to talk all about Epic Brewing, but could not have had a better time on my trip to San Diego for the end of their beer week. It was amazing. So many different things to talk about. Uh, we got out Thursday night early, actually. Alaska Airlines, great airline to fly. I have to tell you, we got out there early and we got home early, which was phenomenal, which I, I just, I love that. And no delays. I mean, on the plane and out, which is great. You can't ask for anything more from an airline, especially that airline travel is increasing. AAA is saying, more people are going to be traveling during the Thanksgiving week um, than we've seen since uh, since the pandemic started. This is important. Get there early. Get through TSA early. Get all your stuff done. Don't wait till the last second to get your stuff get your stuff done. It is absolutely, positively not worth it. Anyway, got in Thursday night. Uh, there was a restaurant open by our our hotel, which was literally five minutes from the airport. Um, and so, you know, we, we had, uh, some tequila not tequila. It was a tequila place. We had some Mexican, uh, we had a couple of beers, had an ale Smith 394 ale, uh, to kick it off. Um, but then on Friday we started out with lunch at Liberty station. We took a ride over to Coronado Island, checked out the beach, had some breakfast first, and then, uh, checked out the beach over there at Coronado Island. And then we uh, headed over to stone, uh, to stone brewing at Liberty station. Great to finally meet in person, Lizzie Yunkin who's the head of PR and marketing there. Her colleague Pope, they call him that because his last uh, that's his last name. His first name is Dave. Um, had a great time. A beautiful space that can house a number of different events at the same time. While we were there, they were prepping for two weddings, an event about ultrasound. They were doing ultrasound training, and there was more. It was phenomenal. Food was amazing. Great tacos, uh, great uh, starters. They had like a crab dip when they had bread. And, you know, it just amazing, amazing food. And the beer, I tried a bunch of the different beers that were made at Liberty Station. Everything was fantastic. The Winnie Moron, which is what I started with, great, great dark beer. Um, It was great. And as my best friend Mark remarked, 
uh, of all the places we went to, that uh, was his favorite place to go to. Just an expansive place, really, really good uh, inside Liberty Station. A lot of different things that you can walk around uh, and see and hang out and uh, do different things. So uh, really cool uh, place. Then we got some swag to take home. So uh, Lizzie and Pope, thanks so much uh, for your um, for your hospitality, uh, for the food. Everything was absolutely amazing. Just had a great time. And Oh, by the way, Lizzie, I got the package that you sent. Thank you. I will be reviewing these. Uh, in just a couple of weeks, so uh, appreciate that. Then uh, we headed over uh, to Epic Brewing on the Point Loma waterfront, um, about a six-minute car ride. Amazing views. We'll get into that with AJ in just a few minutes. A really cool spot to watch the sun go down, look over the water, boats everywhere, no food, just beer, a nice, chill vibe uh, that, that was there. That was great. We eventually made our way out of there and off to Alesmith, about a 25-minute drive to the east. It was the day two of their Speedway Grand Prix. Two days, four laps, 16 Speedway Stout variants. We each did one flight. Uh, I wasn't doing more than that because as many of the Stouts exceed 12%, and since I was driving, you have to pace yourself. There's no way I was going to get through 16 Speedway Stouts, even at small pores. So, I mean, there was just (laughs) absolutely uh, no way. But so many different choices, it was hard to pin it down to just four. But I managed uh, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, great. Islander Joy Speedway Stout Barrel Aged, amazing. Uh, and Hawaiian Retreat Speedway Stout Barrel Aged, very good. But I think my favorite one was the Banana Bread Speedway Stout. It was like a liquid banana bread. It was just, it was unbelievable. The raisins, a little bit of sweetness, the banana, everything in there was perfect. Uh, it was just an amazing, amazing beer. And, and I love Ale Smith. They have a Tony Gwynn Museum in there. The place was packed. There were people doing all four flights. I'm hoping they Ubered home or Lyft or whatever because I'm telling you, even with those small pours, um, it was banging. And you got a glass to keep to take home with, a big glass for like a full pour of Ailsmith. Now, I couldn't take beer home, but that was pretty cool that you got the glass uh, to keep. The last stop of the evening on Friday was over at Society's new Old San Diego location. Very laid back, some good beers to drink. I don't believe the space is completely done in terms of adding a few more subtle things, but it is in the perfect spot of great places to eat. The only issue over there for Society's new location is the parking. Parking is very tight over there. There's not a lot of street parking, um, so you have to be you have to be cautious when you go over there. Um, probably better to Uber or Lyft over there uh, if you're going to go there, but Again, great place, and I love Society's beers. In fact, I avoided having their IPAs. I had some of their lagers and stuff. We'll get into it with Suds and Duds. But um, it was one of those trips where I was trying to avoid a lot of IPAs as possible. I don't know. I'm just I'm sort of IPA burned out at this point. I don't know. Um, Saturday, we began the day uh, in Ocean Beach at the original Hodad's, which was fantastic. Great burgers. They have their own beers now that they produce, I think, around the corner. Um, which I ended up having instead of a milkshake. The milkshakes are banging, but they were huge, and I didn't want that laying on my stomach. Uh, I got the Surf Punk, a nice solid lager. Again, we'll talk about that in uh, Suds and Duds. Then uh, we walked around Ocean Beach a little bit, killing time, because we wanted to head up uh, to Oceanside around 2 o'clock to get up there for Bagby and and, a couple of other things that we wanted to get to, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, As we were walking around, ran up to uh, walked into the California Wild Ales location. We sat. We had a sour. It was delicious. Again, we'll review that in Suds and Duds. Great little spot. Uh, super cool. Dogs in there. It was just it was a lot of fun. We got to see a couple F-18s fly by. Just awesome. If you're in um, if you're in Ocean Beach, definitely, and you like sours, 
uh, definitely check out uh, California Wild Ales. You will not be disappointed. Uh, made it to Bagby Beer around 3 o'clock. We enjoyed some delicious brews and alt beer. Their award-winning brown ale, uh, a nitro stout, and a Schwartz beer is what I had on my flight. We ordered food. We had some uh, sausage pizza, um, a pretzel, a couple of different things. It was great. Um, Jeff, you run a fantastic place. I love it. I'm glad I was there the first time. I'm glad I was there again. Uh, amazing. Uh, just a lot of fun. We had a really, really good time. But by far, my favorite place on the trip was right up the street, around the corner, at Kilowatt Brewing. Cool space-age vibe. The speakeasy in the rear of the space pad was simply awesome. It was just, the beers were great. We split a flight. Uh, we each had two beers. And then we go in the back into the speakeasy. And it, you have to have reservations. We didn't. We were able to get in. Um, the drinks they made, I had to beam me up. A sort of Midori liqueur and a, like a like lemon ice, shaved ice on top. Uh, with a, a, a gummies in it and a sour, uh, sour candy that melted into the um, into the drink. My bu- my buddy Mark had a, uh, a smoky old fashioned. Just an amazing place. So cool, hip vibe. Loved it. It was amazing. Sunday, final day of the trip, we did the beer garden at the lodge uh, at Torrey Pines. That was the final event for San Diego Beer Week. What an amazing job the San Diego Brewers Guild did. So they paired up chefs from different places. And paired them with two different breweries. So Belching Beaver, two different stouts that they had, uh, paired up with peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. Um, you know, I, I don't have the, the list in front of me of stuff. I'll post it on uh, on Instagram. You can check it out. It was unbelievable. Carl Strauss has a restaurant. They had guys from that. I think, uh, who else? Ballast Point, I think, has a restaurant. I, it was too, too many people to count. But it was amazing. Pure Project, uh, North Park. Uh, you had Mother Earth was there. Um, Ballast Point, as I mentioned, Coronado Brewing was there. Great to run into uh, the folks from Coronado. Had a little chat with them. Um, Society was there. Um, it, it was just, it, it was amazing. Jacked up brewing there in Escondido, uh, which they didn't have a hat. My buddy wanted to get a hat, and they didn't have a, they didn't have a hat. We just had an amazing time. It was a great trip. I loved it so much. I cannot wait to go back to San Diego. Because it's just a phenomenal place to go for the the weather, the food, the beer. Everything was perfect. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to all of the breweries that were out there. The hospitality. Everything was absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to go back again. And to continue on the San Diego trip when we come back after a short break, AJ, the lead beer tender at Epic Brewing at their Point Loma San Diego location, is going to join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, The Answer. Al Gattulo here on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It, it sounds a little different, and the reason why is because we are sitting on the water in beautiful uh, Point Loma, uh, California, just right uh, above San Diego. San Diego is a big city, and so um, for those who don't know, there are tons of breweries here in San Diego. They're doing San Diego Beer Week this week. And I'm out here with my best friend, Mark, and uh, we're just enjoying some of the different breweries here in uh, Southern California. And so we are here at Epic Brewing in um, uh, Point Loma. So the, the wind that you're hearing, we're kind of on the water here. So uh, forgive us for the, um, the little distractions. But right now, we are sitting with uh, AJ, one of the lead, uh, lead beer tenders for Epic Brewing. AJ, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, how long have you been into, or actually, how long have you been working for uh, for Epic? 
for Epic Brewing um, coming on five years in February. That's when this Point Loma location will um, will have our five-year anniversary early February. Um, so as soon as I moved here to San Diego, which was just over five years ago, I was pursuing Epic. I wanted to work for them so badly. And uh, a lot of that was because of the, the history and the, the beers, that the styles that they brew, um, mostly the Schwartz beer, which I found that we both love. Yes. And, well, and let's talk about that for a minute. So you, you moved here five years ago. You wanted to be a part of this. What, what was your impetus to get into, uh, getting into beer? Why is it that this is what you wanted to do as a career? Uh, well, I'm actually coming on seven years of working in the beer industry as a beer tender, um, starting in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then I moved to Denver. I uh, was there for just a, a quick year and then found myself in San Diego and did a, did a lot of research and wanted to find the brewery that I could call home. Um, and Epic just had the right, the right styles, the right values, the right um, history of brewing, and all of it just made sense, and it just felt right. So, so AJ, let's talk about the history of Epic. Epic actually started... Uh, here in San Diego, but it's, it actually has its roots in the New York City area in one of the five boroughs in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of the co-founders here, Stephanie Epig, um, she has the family name. Her ancestors were Bavarian immigrants. They came to Brooklyn, New York in the uh, mid to late 1800s. Uh, Leonard Epig started Epig Brewing, his Germania Lager Brewery, in 1866. It was passed along through the family over the years, uh, with Joseph Epig being one of those names. Um, he is the nephew of Leonard, and also have the eagle with the barrel is Joseph's logo that we have now trademarked and used as our own here in San Diego, modern day. Uh, so we're carrying on the historical lager styles that the family brewed and keeping on that tradition of high quality lagers and ales. And, and for those that don't remember or don't know, in the history in New York City, um, the Germans obviously brought over beer when the colonies were, um, were formed in the 17, uh, 1770s. And beer was very prevalent uh, within New York City. In Manhattan and Brooklyn, you had uh, all of these breweries. And over the years, uh, in addition to Prohibition, the breweries started to um, you know, fade out. Uh, Peels and Schmitz and Schaefer and all those breweries, they just decided to downsize. And Anheuser-Busch had their sort of operations in Newark. Uh, but for the most part, beer was pretty much done by the late 50s, early 60s. Beer was all but non-existent uh, in New York City. And now it's, it's come back in a big way. But that's really cool of bringing the recipes from one side of the country uh, to the other. And I think for this area... Uh, in Southern California, it's all about the IPA. It's all about the, the, the bitterness of the IPA, the West Coast IPA. Now the hazy IPA has seemed to have taken over. Um, but you guys primarily do traditional styles of beer. That was the total, you know, that was the reason behind opening the brewery. How has San Diego itself responded to it? That's a great question. Um, so, you know, coming on six years as a company, this month's actually our six year anniversary. Um, we've been known as the Brewer's Brewery. This is where people who work in the industry come to get their clean lagers and something really refreshing after a long day of, uh, or just to get away from all the, the hoppy West Coast styles um, that are kind of king in San Diego. Um, so people have really responded well to that, and now six years later, a lot of breweries are making more than one lager now, and I think it, a lot of it stemmed from 
from Epic kind of stepping up and taking the lead on that and doing something a little bit different to stand out. Yeah. We're talking with AJ, one of the lead beer t- uh, the, the lead beer tender here at Epic Brewing, uh, right here on uh, Point Loma on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And it, it's interesting that you say that the, the, the breweries, the Brewers Brewery, uh, because that's a lot of the traditional styles that they like to beer, and that's how they got into beer. Obviously, to start with, it wasn't the IPA. It was the the, the, pil- the lagers and the you know all the different styles um, that were traditional. What's interesting is that during the pandemic, a lot of these breweries had more time to brew those types of beers. You guys were already doing that, so I'm sure during the pandemic. It was probably a tough time for you guys because there were a lot of beers that you could not get out as quickly as you wanted to because it does take time to make these beers uh, drinkable. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, there was a point where we almost had too much beer during the pandemic and couldn't couldn't sell enough of it. But we continued, you know, kind of pushing the envelope and doing a lot more uh, lager styles and making it kind of uh, the standard here. AJ, talk to me a little bit about the um, the area itself here. Um, this the building you you guys rent this building. You don't own it. It is um, a, a function of the Port Authority here uh, of San Diego. So they wanted something in this space, and it was always their intention to have a brewery. Correct? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, you know the the building was being built just over five years ago. It's kind of a unique shape. Uh, it used to be an old shipyard before this was all built, so it's um, there's a lot of new buildings around here now, but they wanted it to be reminiscent of the area and kind of being a shipyard. We're surrounded by charters, that fishing charters, and people who live on their sailboats right down here. Uh, we're actually the only waterfront brewery location in all of um, San Diego County, at least, maybe wow. Southern California the only um, property that's actually on the water. So that definitely helps us stand out a bit. Being so close to the airport, we get a lot of travelers, and it's, uh, it's pretty much a destination. Yeah, they want to have a taste before they get back on the plane and head back home. Uh, I think one of the great things that I love about San Diego and why I've been here so many times is the weather, obviously. The weather is just, it's always perfect no matter what. I mean, even today, it's a 60-degree day in November, and yet... I'm feeling warm because of the sun on my back, whereas if I was back east, if we were in New Jersey, we'd be, you know, 60s chilly for us. It'd be a, we'd be a little bundled up. You know, it's not, it's not like this. But let's talk about um, the sixth anniversary that's taking place. Um, actually, when this interview airs, it'll, be, it'll, have, um, it'll have taken place already. But the sixth anniversary party here, um, you guys did a couple of new things uh, for that sixth anniversary. What's the beer that's being served for the sixth anniversary? That's right. Um, so our anniversary is taking place this month on Saturday the 19th. It's actually going to be at our Vista headquarters, which is about 40 miles north of here. Um, that's where our brewery is. We've been there just over three years at that location. A um, little bit of an upgrade from the first location. Um, our sixth anniversary beer this year is an Imperial Schwarz beer. Um, Schwarz beer meaning black beer in German. Um, we consider it Imperial. It's 6.6% ABV compared to our traditional version is 4.9% that we typically have once or twice a year. Um, it has lovely, smooth, roasty, milk chocolate aromas, a little bit of a lighter body, really clean finish. It is delicious. Yeah, I, I, I will say that. It's good. I haven't reviewed it yet on Suds and Duds. That'll be in a couple of weeks, but uh, it is a fantastic beer. We had a great pour of that. And the beer that we were drinking, we're drinking now, this is the... This is an alt beer. We call it Rival. Rival beer. 
Tell, tell the folks a little bit about uh, what an alt beer is. Sure. Um, it is a historical style that came out of Dusseldorf. Alt means old, um, so essentially it, it could mean a lot of things, but modern versions, it is kind of a nutty, bready, malt forward, typically an amber color. Um, ours has a little bit of a dried cherry note that comes from the yeast character. Um, it's really fun. It's fairly easy drinking, a nice noble hop balance to it, very uh, refreshing but flavorful, very traditional version of the style. And we're talking with uh, AJ, one of the lead uh, beer tenders here at Epic Brewing uh, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. Um, the, it's, I almost equated to... Um, I must, I must equate it to taking a tranquilizer, right? Because you take a tranquilizer, you kind of kind of mellow out, you kind of level out a little bit. It's just kind of relaxing. That's what the weather feels like right now, even with the little wind coming off the water and you're enjoying some uh, some great beers. Um, one of your beers recently won an award, uh, the European Beer Star uh, gold medal winner. That's the 1045 uh, to Denver IPA. Give me the origin of that name. Is that I'm, I'm assuming that has to do with a, with a flight to Denver? Well, you know, it's a little bit of a uh, inside joke between um, our principal brewer and his buddies from a trip to Denver for Great American Beer Fest years ago. They were um, on their way to the airport, and I think it was like a van or someone was taking a group of them back, and uh, they're all kind of sleeping it off, and all of a sudden one of their buddies goes, it's quarter to 11, and the driver's like, "What are you, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? And he's like, this guy next to me asked what time it was looks over and everyone's just sleeping off in the back sleeping and he's the only one awake and he's like no like no one asked what time it is and also it's not quarter to 11 (laughs) uh so apparently he just kept saying it's quarter to 11 quarter to 11 so that's kind of a little bit of an inside joke just to uh, make fun of a buddy who's also a local guy in the in the beer industry here in san diego and so and so the ipa was was crafted behind the name what is so significant about the ipa that is a reminder of him Ah, yes. So it is a more of a classic, more, oh, old school West Coast style, piney, resinous, dank, um, referring to uh, some good times had in Denver shortly after um, dispensaries were popping up everywhere. So, you know, reminiscence of that dank marijuana profile um, that you might detect in, from the hops that are in that particular IPA. All right, so uh, last question for me, and we're talking with AJ, one of the lead beer tenders here at Epic Brewing in uh, San Diego, California, Point Loma, right on the waterfront here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Where do you see yourself, AJ, in the next five years, let's say, in the beer business? In the beer business? Out of the beer business? What? You know, regardless of whether I'm in the beer industry or not, I still hope to be very much part of it in terms of the relationships I've made and the friendships and just the amazing camaraderie in the industry, especially in San Diego. Um, I definitely hope to remain in San Diego. I, I love this place. I call it home. And, and Epic is an amazing company to work for. So hopefully I'm, I'm still here, you know, if that's where it takes me. And uh, e- either way, I will be searching out all the best loggers, no matter where I am. Very cool. Uh, AJ, thanks so much for giving us a good here. And as the wind is, is blowing all over the place here, and thank you so much flights of beer. This has been uh, delicious. And again, you just can't beat the view. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. You got it.
Epic Brewing sixth anniversary party took place this weekend. They've given out, uh, they had sell, selling commemorative steins, all kinds of great stuff, and of course uh, their uh, Schwartz beer that they're doing for their sixth anniversary. You also want to check out the Alt beer as well. It is fantastic. Coming up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Now that's how you kick off a final segment of a show with a little Xavier Cougat. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And of course, as always, this is our segment that we call Suds and Duds. And we're going to get into that in just a second about all the many beers that I had uh, in uh, San Diego over uh, San Diego Beer Week. But real quick, Brooklyn Brewery Four Roses is coming back with their uh, Brooklyn Black Ops. It's 11.5% ABV. It's a collaboration between both Brooklyn Brewery and Four Roses Distillery. This is the brand's fourth annual release. It is out across the United States right now. Uh, I believe that it is going to be in, uh, yes, uh, it is sold in 16-ounce four-packs. This is a banger of a beer. In fact, I think I still have my can from last year that I haven't even opened. Um, This is between... Uh, Garrett Oliver, uh, Brooklyn Brewery's brewmaster, as well as master distiller Brent Elliott. Uh, This is a fantastic beer. I remember when they did this four years ago, we got invited to the event um, where we got an education into whiskey and what whiskey blends went into uh, the bottle. So it is pretty cool. Uh, It's a big chocolate and coffee notes, rich underpining of vanilla-like oak. Uh, This is definitely something that you want to pair with dessert. Uh, different pastries, maybe vanilla ice cream, a little Stilton cheese. Uh, it is really, really good. To find out more about it uh, and for updates and more information, brooklynbrewery.com uh, for more information. But let us dive into suds and duds. First off, want to thank the folks from Stone again. Fantastic lunch, fantastic beers. I didn't get a chance to check into all of the beers because I was just too busy running around uh, doing a bunch of different things. But the... Um, the, the beers that I had there uh, were unbelievable. And, uh, oh, now I, I knew something was blending and blending in. I apologize for that, folks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it just an amazing time uh, at Stone uh, Liberty Gardens uh, at Liberty Station. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to get over there, do so rapidly. The food is fantastic. The beers are unbelievable. Um, I forgot what the, the first beer that I had, something moron. A Woody Moron, the Woody Moron. That was a fantastic beer. Um, and then had a, a bunch of other samplers as well. To be honest with you, that whole afternoon was a blur, so I don't remember too much. But thank you again, uh, Lizzie and Pope, for uh, the hospitality, the food, and the beers. Uh, Mark and I were absolutely uh, appreciative of that. Uh, over at Epic Brewing, had a, a nice little flight over there. Uh, started off with their Kolsch, their Harbor Cruise, which is a Kolsch, nice Kolsch, very crisp, delicious on the palate. Then they're at 1045 to Denver, an old-school West Coast IPA, really, really good. That nice bitterness, uh, the hoppiness that you, you, you get out of it, uh, just a fantastic West Coast IPA. The sixth anniversary beer by Epic uh, was a Schwartz beer, delicious, dark, roasty, really enjoyed this one uh, a lot. And then finally uh, had their uh, – actually, there was another beer that I had, and I can't remember what I had. Um, but I think it was one of their award-winning beers. And then – uh, AJ, the beer tender, gave us a taste of their pink lemonade. Uh, nice lemon hit, tart, just enough. Like a good, 
I would look at it as a good starter beer uh, if you were um, looking to get into sours. That's definitely the beer to go to. Then we moved on to Alesmith, to their uh, Grand Prix of Stouts. Let me tell you something. I had The first thing I had off the bat was the Banana Bread uh, Speedway Stout. That was unbelievable. Liquid banana bread, as I mentioned earlier in the show. The sweetness of the raisins really made this stout stand out. Um, it just was a fantastic beer. I mean, I could not get enough uh, of that one. And I probably would have, if I had done like another flight, maybe I would have went back uh, to doing that. But, you know, hey, I only had four choices and I wanted to make sure that I was drinking some really good stuff. Speaking of which, the Hawaiian Retreat, off the chain, as I wrote uh, on Untapped, uh, boozy, flavorful, uh, really nice coffee, some coconut notes in there. Really, really nice. Uh, that was an enjoyable beer. And then I'm, I'm, I'm having to scroll up because, uh, you know, a lot of these things I didn't check in until, you know, much later on because, again, my buddy and I were busy drinking. Uh, Islander Joy, so much coconut. Love this one. Great vanilla hit. And then all of the coffee flavor in there. Just a wonderful beer. Again, very boozy, 12.5%. Uh, you know, very, very uh, decadent type of stuff. The peanut butter and jelly Speedway Stout was my buddy's favorite. Uh, and if you love peanut butter and jelly, you will love that beer. The raspberry hit is amazing. It, the, the peanut butter off the nose is just unreal. If you have a chance to get to Ailsmith over in Miramar, I mean, it's literally down the street from where they, you know, Top Gun and the whole thing. It's a fantastic place. Go check it out. It was the old uh, Ballast Point operation. Beautiful place. Go check it out. It was uh, amazing. Then we headed over to finish off the night, first night uh, at Society. Had the Harlot, a uh, solid blonde. I uh, had the Debutante. Nice fruit flavor. It was a little thin on the Debutante. Uh, wasn't super impressed uh, with the Debutante. And then, what did I finish up with? I finished up with a couple of other beers uh, from there that, again, I didn't check into because I was, you know, we were drinking. I was responsible, but we were drinking. The following day, we were at Hodad's, Great Burgers, Great fries, great onion rings. Uh, had their Surf Punk, because they make their own beer now, which is really cool. Solid lager, crisp, light, refreshing, perfect beer to go with a hamburger. Uh, definitely something drinkable. I would not go with IPAs, if you, unless you're going to eat spicy stuff at Hodad's. Otherwise, I would stick to the lighter stuff with the burgers, because the burgers are very meaty. A single patty is enormous, so it's definitely worth it. Uh, Carlsbad Blueberries is what I had at California Wild Ales. This was a nice and tart, good acidity. To the beer, the blueberry is spot on. Great little place. Just discovered it by accident. Love discovering places by accident. Um, beautiful open air place right on the corner. People walking by, dogs. They had these huge garage doors open. It's just awesome. Great little place. Headed over to the church at Lost Abbey. Um, I had the Carnival, solid saison, nice funk to it. Then I had the Lost and Found, always a delicious Abbey. I've had that one plenty of times. And the Masamoto Peach. Probably my favorite beer of the bunch. Slam and peach flavor, sharp, tart, excellent. And then I had one of their other Abbeys uh, to finish off the flight there at the church. Then we moved on to Bagby beer. Uh, Alt in the Family, a very good Alt, uh, alt beer. Uh, enjoyed that one. I've had that one before. The Three Beagles Brown is one of their award-winning beers. So good. Fantastic brown ales, like a cold brew. That was delicious. Fancy Pants, a solid Schwartz beer from Bagby. And then finally finished it up with a Like It A Latte, a smooth-tasting milk stout on nitro, which I was surprised that they had it in uh, tasters. I would have expected that to be a full pour, but it was absolutely uh, delicious. 
Then we went headed over to Kilowatt Brewing. Now we eat. We split a flight, so I had two two beers out of this. The first one was the S three two X Imperial Sour Peach Cobbler. Uh, as I wrote on Untapped, pucker up buttercup, outstanding. So much sourness to this. It was really, really good uh, and got those lips puckering. And then I had the chocolate macadamia stout. Get this. Under 6%, loaded with flavor, chocolate, nutty, vanilla, coconut. It was amazing. I could not get enough of it. Um, then we headed over inside the back into the speakeasy, which was really cool. The space pad. They make all these great mixed drinks. You have to have a reservation. Super cool spot, kilowatt in uh, Oceanside. Awesome. Then at the Logitory Pines for the final uh, San Diego Beer Week uh, event. Oh, my goodness. I can't get milk truck by Mother Earth Brewing. Nice stout, creamy. Barrel-aged peanut butter milk stout by Belching Beaver. Slamming right, on, right off the nose, the peanut butter, big time. Delicious beer paired well with ice cream. Uh, uh, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Cream Ale, WLP080, the Cream Ale blend with Pogue by White Labs. Passion fruit and guava, awesome. Love White Labs. I love the fact that they describe the yeasts that they use for this beer. Uh, Tablu Rasa by Second Chance Beer Company. Dry and roasty. Went great with the peanut butter chocolate ice cream. Don Prickles by Viewpoint. Fruity, flavorful, light, delicious beer. Uh, Emmeline by Pure Project. Solid Saison. Nice flavor. Grassy, little funky, lemony. Uh, Grimapur, an oatmeal stout by Rouleur Brewing Company. Solid oatmeal stout. It was a little dry, which is what you want. The Brugs. By Pizza Port, middle-of-the-road table beer. Probably the worst one that I had of the day. Peanut Butter Milk Stout by Belching Beaver, the non-barrel-aged version. Phenomenal. Never Rains here by Harlem Brewing. A lager with some nice notes of lemon and orange. Great hop, light. And then finally, Rove by Pure Project Brewing at Brigantine. Uh, Light, crispy, nice. We had that at dinner uh, before we left San Diego. And folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guest, AJ, the lead beer tender at Epic Brewing at their Point Loma, San Diego location. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday morning, this is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.